Hey, and welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, the only feminist scrapbooking show on the planet, where we discuss the amazing ways that people are documenting their lives today. I'm your host, Kristen Tweedale, aka Are You Kristen Feminist Scrapbooker. This is the season of scrapbooking, brought to you by the Awesome Ladies Project community. Download our free app at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash app. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the season of Scrapbooking here on the Crafty Ass Female Podcast. I am joined today for episode 202, Why Telling Your Story is Feminist, and I have with me Carrie and Vanessa. They did a one, two, three, not it, and Vanessa will be introducing herself first. All right. I'm Vanessa Cabrera, and I am from Puerto Rico, but I've been living in Maryland for 23 years. I've always loved doing art. And about three years ago, I joined the ALD, and now I scrapbook more. So I do a little bit of art, and I incorporate a lot of art in my scrapbooks, too. Vanessa's the coolest. I'm Carrie. I live in Washington State with my husband and kitties, and we um, have lived here, well, four years now. Um, I've been part of the ALP for quite a while and I've been scrapbooking for I think I figured it out the other day it's right around 20 years I think that's perfect Carrie okay guys so today we're going to talk about why telling your story is feminist and I I'm so glad that I have the two of you on I'm so glad that when I asked for people to come and guest host with me this season the two of you swooped up all of my feminist scrapbooking topic. So one of the first things that I want to dive into today is about just how women and other marginalized people's stories have been relegated to the sidelines. It's funny, one of the things that I was thinking about and the way that this kind of manifests itself is we have so many great non-binary actors who are feeling like they have no space to be in these award systems because it's best male actor best supporting female actor and if you don't identify as male or female then you know where do you put yourself because you have to put yourself somewhere when you look at the history of these award shows the best actor category started first you know let's Talk about who is the best actor in any given thing. And then later on, we needed another category for the actresses who played a very different role. It wasn't just people who were men and people who were women. The roles that actors had and the roles that actresses had were very different. And the stories that were given to actresses versus the stories that were given to actors, there's just no comparison in that either. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts on what your experience has been seeing women and other marginalized people's stories be relegated to the sidelines. While you were talking about the the awards, I was thinking how we have to choose one side of who we are 
right? Because in music, you have also the Latino, um, you know, awards, and then there's the hip hop. There's, but sometimes we're more than one thing, <clears throat> you know. Um, you could be black and Latino, or you could be, you know, and so to choose, it's almost like you have to choose one or people choose for you. And that's the only story that you can share or the only story that people see. And it's usually just by looking at you, yes. not even knowing your story. And we're so much more than just, I'm, I'm a woman. And you see that by the way I choose to express myself when I, you know, the way that I present myself, but I am so many other things, you know, I'm Latina and, and, you know, there's, I'm a mom and I'm so many other things that you, if you don't know my story, you wouldn't know. And so sometimes those stories that we see on TV or on the news, it's almost like they, they take a snapshot of one thing, usually not the good one, not something bad that you did or something not correct or whatever and then you're stuck with that I know for me that there's a lot of um in when I was growing up there was a lot of sidelining very much though women were definitely second class citizens there was one role one path one um you know one option for you um being you know being female you were you know you grow up, you become a mom and that's it. That's your value is in giving birth and taking care of kids and that's your value. So growing up, it was always shamed out of you if you wanted to be anything different than a mom or if you wanted to have any other kind of dreams or ideas or path for your life. It wasn't really something that you could even think of as an option. So your story was just that supporting role, basically. So there wasn't really any value in your story other than the value that you brought by having kids. Right. The you are someone else's blank. Exactly. Yes. You are someone's daughter and then you are someone's wife and then you are someone's mother. And that was your goal was to be somebody's mother, you know. Right. And then you and also have to do it in, in a certain order. Because you have to get married and then have the one kid and then the second kid. You know, it it has to be in certain order, too. You cannot derail from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So anything different or anything that was a different category or anything that was a different choice or anything like that was definitely something that was not encouraged or celebrated in any way. And whoever did it the wrong way, meaning not in the order or didn't do that had to hide probably and so we don't have those stories you know mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't we didn't get to see them I mean I, I guess we obviously see it more now <clears throat> but back in the day even just a few decades ago you know it was mm -hmm. still so shameful <laughs> to do something out of the order of how you're supposed to do things that we wouldn't know those stories. Mm -hmm. so we well, right, like, like girls would get sent away to their aunt's house for the summer. Mm -hmm. Everything was, you know, and so how, that's why we grow up thinking that that was the way to do it because we couldn't, we didn't see anything different. It's unless 
you start talking to other people and you understand that there's different ways of doing life. Well, and you know what's funny? Even talking about what is considered a, a very, like, things that are normal. And when I mean normal, I mean scientifically they happen to a majority of people who have female reproductive system whether it's puberty whether it's menopause whether it's miscarriages these are female stories these are women's stories these are stories that if you are you know if you have these parts in your body whether you identify as female or not if you have these parts you're gonna have some of these stories but we do not talk about them it's only in the last very, very few years have we been starting to talk about how common miscarriages are. Mm-hmm. To have to deal with the burden of a miscarriage without realizing how normal it is, it's torture. It's society torturing people. Mm-hmm. And saying, like, like, secretly telling women... That you're broken and your body is broken. But actually, this happens to a lot of people and it's very normal. And actually, it's unfortunate and it's sad, but it's not some one in a million, one in 10,000 thing here. It's not even one in a hundred thing. Well, and it just, it there's something so upsetting about... The fact that there's so much shame attached to that. There is, there's like, in some respects, there is shame attached to every part of being a woman. All of our stories that we tell, there is some form of shame attached to it in some way. And that's just a giant load of... Because then we would be human and we would have some worth. We would be the same as as men if we have to pay attention to us in all of those areas too. And we don't have time for that. I mean, we need to pay attention to men and their needs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what they want and what they need to do and their achievements. We would take too much space, too much time, all the too much. It would be and, too much. To, for and society above all, to we are not it. allowed to take up space. That's for we, sure. So that imagine all the research and, and the studies that they would need to do in order to make even mammograms a little bit easier. You know, I have a sour <laughs> that that makes me mad every every year. <laughs> it's it's pretty wild how painful all of the medical procedures on women are. Another show. It would take too much. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I saw a sidebar. I saw a, a, I think it was a TikTok the other day. Someone was talking about how they've they understand now that period pain, period cramps, is the same pain as a freaking heart attack, a literal freaking heart attack. So we are having a heart attack for four days once a month, basically. But we still have to attend to the husband and the kids <laughs> and work. And clean the house. We're expected to do all of that. I mean, like, it's, yeah, having this pain and you're bleeding. I mean, I don't know how 
much we want to get into this story, but but it's 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 like I mean it's it's a lot from mm-hmm. from I mean if people pass out when they see a, a tiny little drop of blood, <laughs> we have to do this every month, and that is I mean it's a lot, but we still have to I mean we we can't take a rest day. Well, I'm taking mine. It's been a few years that I'm like, nope. The, that that week, I'm 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 doing the bare minimum. Rest is an act of resistance against the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Telling your story is an act of resistance against the patriarchy. All of these things that, like, you don't have. And and I know it sounds really stupid, but taking a nap can be an like you can be an activist if you take a nap. Like that's allowed. Like that can be your form of activism. If you are a person who is prone to burnout and working your ass off for people who don't deserve it, your form of activism shouldn't be to make a hundred thousand posters and do seven rallies on the weekend. Your form of activism should be to rest your ass off. We even have these these stereotypical notions about, you know, what does a protester look like? What does someone who protests, what, is, what does a feminist protester look like? All these things. Like, oh, she hates men. We're burning bras. They're too expensive. I'm not going to burn oh them. Oh my God, right? I, yeah, who, like... No. No, how could you possibly... It it's, takes a lifetime to figure out which ones are comfortable. That's just such a great part of your story. Mm. Because when you have these opportunities for, like, rest and reflection... Most of us are not people who can just turn off. And so when we schedule in rest time, what we're really doing is scheduling in reflection and introspection time. Mm. You know, you get in the shower and you're like, oh, I have all these great ideas. And it's like, okay, it's like that. But, you know, you get to cozy up with a blanket or like a stuffed animal or you just lay in bed, or you just, you know, sit on your favorite couch, or now that it's finally getting warmer, you get to do it outside. Caroline was telling us about a book that she's reading um, it, it, on Saturday at Book Club. She was talking about, it's called Rest is Resistance. Yes. And she was saying, she was saying that she likes to read a little bit of it, and then she feels like taking a nap. <laughs> so she said, it's slow going, but it's a good book. <laughs> It's working. The book is working. Then. The book is working, yes. <laughs> we started talking about this a little bit. Even when our stories are being told, there is a tendency for the stories to be put out there and then we're just supposed to be like, yay, stories. And really just, you know, thankful for whatever we get. And the best example of this is the trope in TV and movies and, you know, sometimes whatever, you know, in just entertainment that draws a lot of ire from the queer community called bury your gaze, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. statistically, like people have done, you know, peer reviewed published studies saying that queer characters are generally more expendable in fiction. So they're the ones who die. They're the ones who get uh, traumatized in whatever way. And, you know, this comes from a long history of censorship, queer characters in media. And we could talk about we could talk about this an entirely another hour. So 
you know, we're not happy with simple representation. Representation of, you know, you say you have to be one thing. Okay, well, it's going to be that one thing. While we are having our creative revolution, smashing the patriarchy, we need to see whole versions of ourselves represented somewhere. Not just some checkbox that someone is making sure gets checked before a piece of media gets made and produced and spent a bunch of money on. So this lets people from all classes, all genders, all ethnicities, all abilities or disabilities, uh, every different kind of life that we have, it lets people see themselves reflected in it and not just some tiny little piece of their identity that maybe they don't really identify with that much. So that being said, the, the, the movie that I'm excited to see, which is doing this in a really funny way, is Barbie. So like everyone is Barbie, but they're all, you know, something Barbie. You know, it's been that way forever. There was Dr. Barbie and then there was veterinarian Barbie and then there was surgeon Barbie. They all looked exactly the same. Shout out to all the people who are listening who made their Barbie doll clothes back in the day. Way to go. But like the movie, the Greta Gerwig's movie, takes that whole premise and just really flips it. And she has this whole cast, this whole cast of people who do not all look the same. That's kind of like, I'm thinking when, you know, when they want to, like you were saying, checking the boxes in like shows and movies where... Yes, they have a gay person, but it's like the funny, quirky uh, sidekick. Or when if there's a lesbian couple, one looks male and the other one is the female. You know, and it's even though there's diversity and more inclusion, but it's still within some boundaries and, and within, you know, certain ways that that. I guess the patriarchy, you know, people think it should look and and it's passable. But then when you have a character that kind of doesn't look like that, and I know a lot of people don't like, you know, the Sex and the City series and all that, but I was enjoying the new the new show and now Miranda is coming out gay, which it did happen in her real life in her fifties. A lot of people criticize that. Oh kind of well. There are gay people who come out later in life, and why not? And it was, you know, I, I'm not going to say biographical because maybe that's not exactly how it happened to her, but but it was a different way to show, you know, you know how to be a lesbian, I guess, or coming out story, not the my parents are going to kill me type of situation. No, this is a woman in her 50s with a grown son and, you know, in a long-time marriage and it was a different story, a different way to show it. But of course, nobody liked it. <laughs> so, you know, even even when we're trying, we, like I did anything on that show. Um, when they try to show something different, you know, somehow it gets criticized. It's like, it's a different story. Let's Let's take it in. Let's talk about it. Well, even like uh, the new the new Little Mermaid being black, you know, 
everybody's been up in arms about that for like God. over a year now like crazy something crazy she's and, a mermaid it's fantasy <laughs> exactly well and um when we were on vacation last week and we saw the new dungeons and dragons movie and it was cute it was fun but my husband said that um we were in a little town in idaho so just to, for context and my husband said when he was in the uh, restroom afterwards then the, there was two older guys that had been in the theater and so he said they were talking about how forced how they forced us to watch um diverse characters or something like that I'm sure they didn't use such great words as that but you know basically just saying that like they just we forced upon us and I'm like again it's a fantasy story about a fantasy game and you're complaining it was just that you're seeing yeah. people that you see in the streets every day because mm -hmm. we all live here. Not necessarily in a small town in well, Idaho, not. however. What I truly, truly don't understand about this is why it's okay for some characters to be purple or green, mm -hmm. but it's not okay for some characters to not be like white, like Caucasian. You're okay with green people. Those are not the people that we want to convince. <laughs> right. That's that's when I just say, like, you know what? And this is why I'm scrapbooking my story for myself right now. And I like to share it with my friends. This is why everyone's story is important. This is why everyone's story matters. When you take the time to be more introspective, when you take the time to think about, like, well, why do you actually feel this way about things? You can't help but do that when you are taking strips of washi tape and putting them across the paper and thinking, oh, okay, this is nice. And, you know, thinking about the subject of your page, which is, you know, one of your stories or one of your something about yourself, it helps you to think about the things that are important to you, the things that matter to you and what you actually think about in the world. And I think a lot of people would be better off if they spent more time telling their stories and what they truly thought and were a little bit more introspective. It would be really great. There's so many people who just need to know things through story and understand things so much better when it happens through a story, especially when it's a story of someone that they know or someone that they understand and not just some something on the news or something on the internet or something. And, and that's one of the reasons why I think it's really important that telling your story is, is this act of rebellion. Like we all have some of these things that overlap of like, oh, okay, well, this makes me part of the mainstream, but this makes me definitely not part of the mainstream. It's like the, you know, the hokey pokey. There's no cutoff line for when your story is or is not important enough to tell. More people telling their stories and their authentic truth and their authentic lives and like, really what is happening it means that we can all just be more real about life and that's just so much of what like people are asking for like can we just be a little bit more honest about what's going on and it's fun because if somebody sees all of my scrapbook or art journals and travel journals there's so much that maybe you wouldn't know but that is interesting to me 
interesting and, and that I like and it's part of me enough that I decided to put it on paper, you know, or on a notebook or make a notebook or a journal about it, uh, a whole journal about coffee or something like that. So, um, and that's, that that's fun. And one of the things that I like, you know, that you do in the ALP, you know, with the challenges and, you know, other places they do challenges and stuff is that makes you think about the like little details that you can share that it's your point of view. Cause maybe they're just talking about one thing about paper, but it's a paper that you like. And so that then that's about you. And so now I know, Oh, you like colorful stuff or no, you like more neutrals or, and that's still about you. And that's still your story to tell. And maybe doesn't come up in a conversation, but it's still you and you are more than, what you see, you know, it's also my likes, my interests, how I think. That's so important. It's so important that we embrace telling our stories in different ways other than just saying words to other people. Because sometimes that's not the best way to tell a story. Lots of times that's not the best way to tell a story. There's so many things that can be said with your scrapbooks that can't be said just with words like you can use like journaling is an important tool in your scrapbooks your words are a very important tool in your scrapbooks but so is color so is photos so is texture and all of these things it makes telling your story so much more accessible because you don't even have to be in the frame of mind to journal your whole story out because that, that can be really overwhelming. It can be really overwhelming to think, okay, well, I want to talk about my life, but I don't know where to start writing. Well, sometimes it's not about the writing. Yeah, eventually you'll get words out, but it doesn't have to start there. It can just start with, I love these stickers, and I want to take these stickers, and I want to put these stickers on this piece of paper, and I want to put them in this configuration. And that tells the story of how I'm feeling right now. And it could sound silly or simple, but if I know that you like rainbow stickers and it feels childish to me because I love rainbow stickers, but I see you with rainbow stickers, then I feel like, oh my goodness, there's more people that actually like rainbow stickers and they're in their 40s and that's okay. And then I feel... I always, you know, like that thing of, about feeling, you know, what is it called? Oh, why do I get all tangled? Feeling seen? No, being seen. <laughs> oh my God, I can't say it. And being heard and, you know, that that comes because you're sharing more intimate things about you or more, more things about you. And then other people are going to relate to you. Yes. I'm not going to feel alone because maybe exactly. I have this fear to share that I like, you know, rainbow stickers for, you know, like I said, example, but do you know what I'm saying? So, and maybe it's a big story, like something that happened to me that I want to share that it was, uh, you know, traumatic or maybe it was something, hap you know, happy or maybe it was just something, oh, I like colorful paper, but then I'm not alone. You know, there's more people out there and we share that. It's really hard for me to talk about myself or stories about myself or things that I've gone through or whatever, but it's always 
when somebody else shares something, I can feel like that spark of connection. And so it makes it so much easier to say, Hey, I know what, I know what that feels like. I've been through that or, Hey, you know, here's something similar that happened to me, or, you know, there's just that, that connection that happens when you share little bits of yourself, even if it is the rainbow sticker thing, you know, that doesn't seem like a big deal, but like you said, if you're someone who's feeling embarrassed that they like stickers and then you see someone else share all their stickers, then all of a sudden it's okay, you know? So How many awesome conversations we've had, <laughs> starting with something simple as maybe a book that we're reading mm-hmm. or a movie or a show. And that just goes down a rabbit hole of deep, deep, intimate conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many times, you know, that has happened? But again, it takes a little bit of that connection. What I wanted to say was feel seen and heard. And I don't know why it didn't come out. I don't know what happened before. So <laughs> I had to read it. So, but it takes that. And then maybe another day, you know, we relate in something else and you're like, oh, nice. You know, we, we can talk about these things with this person, mm-hmm. you know, because that's that's what makes us, you know, that that connection. You know, those same interests, but these are not things that we, that we talk in normal conversations. So, hello, my name is Vanessa. I like rainbow stickers. <laughs> <laughs> and I love journals about coffee. Like, there's still people around me that don't know these things. You know what I'm saying? So, it's, it's good yes. to show that in, in, in your scrapbooks and tell those stories, you know, when we're scrapbooking. You know what's funny? You say, you say specifically, like, there's people who don't necessarily know that you love stickers and coffee. For such a long time, my scrapbooking life was separate from my other life. Part of it was because, I don't even necessarily know if it was because, like, I was embarrassed that I was scrapbooking. But it was more I just didn't feel like dealing with trying to explain to other people why I was doing it. Until I had, other, until I had my own apartment. Other people came over, they asked if they could see my scrapbooks, and then they were like, oh my god, this is so cool. Because they saw the scrapbooks that I was making instead of the idea of scrapbooking that they had in their head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, having to work against, like, that stereotype of, you know, you cut out photos into hearts with, uh, uh, like, deckled scissors... Oh, yeah. And that is just not me. There was this, like, a very long time. There was a very long time where, like, I was telling my story in my scrapbooks for myself and my friends online, my friends at the scrapbook store, and that was great. But then I finally was able to get over that fear of being vulnerable. It was an act of, you know, courage and rebellion to do something, to to put yourself out there. Yeah, and I didn't have to keep my two lives completely separate. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard because, so if you are, like, if you are a feminist scrapbooker, if you are someone who scrapbooks your own life, you are inherently taking up space like you are saying 
I am worth these supplies. I am worth this area. I am worth these shelves. I am worth this cabinet. I am worth all of these papers. Scrapbooking is not a hobby that is conducive to small spaces. It's not like, right? Like, and so having, being aware that you're allowing yourself to take up space is really important and saying, I'm taking up this space for myself. Cause I think that's a lot of like the hesitancy that people can get into is like, Oh, well, like, you know, I do this hobby because I'm doing it as an act of service to others. Cool. Yeah. What are you doing as an act of service to yourself? Because that's what gives it the legitimacy, quote unquote, what makes it legitimate is the fact that you're doing it for the, for your children or to preserve story, their story or to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. In traditional scrapbooking, that's very much, you know, that's why, that's why people say to me, why are you scrapbooking? You don't have kids because in order to make it valid, to give it, you know, some legitimate Otherwise, it's just a waste of time. Yeah. If you're taking Unless you're, it may be, right. it has to be for something. Which is such a mm -hmm. backwards way of looking at things because as a child, you know, as, as a person who was once a child, which we all were, I would so much rather have books of who my mother was who my grandmother was, who my aunts were, what they were doing at the time, then like, this was Susie's sixth birthday party. Here we are around the table blowing out a birthday cake with six candles on it. Here we are at Susie's seventh birthday cake, seventh birthday party. Here we are around a table with a cake with seven candles on it. And that there's nothing wrong with celebrating and scrapbooking birthday parties. The problem is, is that when you're only scrapbooking birthday parties and Christmases and things, and it's for other people who aren't even necessarily asking for the stories that you're telling. Mm -hmm. And what you think is a selfless act is actually not. It's even more selfish because you're not giving people the thing that they actually want which is stories about you. Who are you? What is your life like? Tell us about who you are and why it is that you make the choices you do. What are your favorite books? What are your favorite colors? Why do you make dinner that way? Instead of just like, look at how cute my kids are on their bikes. Like, yes, your kids are really cute on your bikes. And like, no one's saying don't do that. Because I'm sure it would be really great to have all that also. But the people who know you want to know you. And I think this is also an act of rebellion when you spend all this time, money, and physical space, as evidenced by all of our messy deaths, for something that it's a hobby, that you're not getting... Well, maybe you do, Kristen, but I don't. I'm not selling this. I'm not putting, I'm not even putting mostly on Instagram. I only share it with the ALP. So this is for me. Yes, I would love that my kids, you know, get to know me, you know, more. 
when they're older and look back at it and all that. But I'm doing this for me because this is my my mindful activity. This is my meditative activity. This is how I connect with you guys. But but imagine how dare she spends all of this money and all of her birthday and Mother's Day presents on asking for gift cards for more, you know. How because and it's not productive and there's no profit attached to no, it. This yeah. is this is very selfish, which yay, but mm-hmm. but it could you know you know what I'm saying like it's it, it's a selfish thing, but this is for me and I'm I'm grateful that my family understands and at least my daughter for now likes to look at them and and come and talk to me about it and they're like what does she want she may want some paint and some paper and some michaels you know or something um they already know but it's like yeah that's what she likes to do so but not everybody may understand that in the outside world not that i right exactly it's not it's not your job to make everybody understand yeah but yeah But I do want to, there's an element of permission giving that I do want to stress that, that anybody who needs that permission is basically, that's kind of our message is that you have permission to take up space. You have permission to quote unquote, waste your time doing this. You have permission to collect pretty paper for no other reason than it just makes you friggin' happy I mean it's been a long time since I made like a legit classic traditional scrapbook page but I I've sure done a lot of shopping since then and I'm okay (laughs) with that because this stuff makes me happy I mean this Saturday is our I call it my holiday the National Scrapbook Day holiday. And I already told my husband, I'm like, he goes, what can you expect? Or what can I expect? And I'm like, expect me to be gone all day. Like, you know, gone meaning my room, but you know, expect me to be disappeared all day. Expect me to be spending money, shopping all the sales, you know? So it's just, and that's okay. We're allowed to do that. It, we're allowed to take up that space for ourselves. We're allowed to be that person who takes care of ourselves by making stuff or shopping to make stuff or watching videos of other people making stuff. Like all of it is, all of it is legit. And there isn't, there isn't some productive thing that you need or some certain amount of things you need to accomplish or any of that creative people have to be creative otherwise it's just not good for your mental health and so this is this is mental health for us Mm -hmm. it's really important i absolutely agree i absolutely agree and yes saturday which if we do everything right is the day that the show comes out so happy national scrapbooking day everybody (laughs) if you want to come join us in the clubhouse we are hanging out today and we've got um some live classes going on at one o'clock eastern and two o'clock eastern one's gonna be on canva one's gonna be on stamping and i'll get you all those details later on um and before we dive into wrapping up the show do you guys have any other thoughts on 
what makes telling your story a feminist act? I I would say this let's keep you know sharing our stories any way that you want to if you want to talk about it if you want to make one page or a whole album or with prompts we maybe we maybe not exactly we as in us here but somebody will want to know about you and about your story and I'm pretty sure somebody will relate and maybe somebody needs to hear what you have to say because they will feel, let me go back to it. They seen and heard. Seen heard and understood. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and yeah, that, that has been my experience. When I hear somebody that has got, you know, something I've been thinking or feeling and somebody shares, it's, it's very exciting <laughs> to, to, you know, have that connection. Um, so when I see that somebody also likes, you know, rainbow colors, you know, it's like, oh my goodness, they also like rainbow colors or coffee or, you know, and, and you can see that on the, on, when we share on the ALP web, um, website because people start talking about something that you did and th- that's exciting. And then maybe you connect only on that, but, but there's people like you and then may want to hear your story. And, um, so we need to continue doing that. Love it. All right, so let me tell you all about Annie's Kit Club. They are a kit club company that will send you a new shipment every month with supplies and instructions to make something cool. They've got so many different versions of their kit club for crafting, woodworking, crochet, quilting, knitting, um, card making. They sent me a fabric strip pack because I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I know that I want to get um, some fabric in my scrapbooks. And because fabric is incredibly expensive when you buy it by the yard, I was like, oh, this is a really awesome way to get, I think it's 40 different strips. Yes. Okay. So this is 40 strips. They're two and a half inch pre-cut fabrics and they are whatever I said before. I think they're 18 inches long. They're whatever a regular jelly roll is if you're somebody who quilts. So I have these and they're gorgeous and I'm going to put them in my scrapbook because I absolutely love scrapbooking with texture, any kind of felt or other awesome fun things like that. And Annie's Kit Club has lots of different options if you want to do some creative things and they've got some cool kids kits as well and the fabric strip pack has uh lots of different brand name manufacturers with really nice fabric some of the fabric I have has these really pretty gilded fabrics that I can't wait to to use and you can get 50% off your first kit with the code crafty50 at annieskitclubs.com and that'll be in our show notes as well The next thing that I want to tell you guys about is Awesome Ladies Live. So Awesome Ladies Live is going to be the most exciting live event in forever. We have not had an Awesome Ladies Live. I know Vanessa and Carrie are so excited for Awesome Ladies Live. Uh, So if you like talking to, if you like listening to Vanessa and Carrie today, don't worry. You can come and chat with them lots more at Awesome Ladies Live. Uh, It is a weekend designed exclusively to focus on being creative, playing with your favorite supplies, exploring your style, finding new friends, hanging out with us. You're going to connect with amazing people. Everyone who is coming is just so fabulous. 
you're gonna learn from uh, you're gonna learn from me i i've got this amazing the feelings book workshop planned and we are going to be creating our own mini book with all sorts of different papers textured papers fabric and lots of different things to explore an introspective mini book about ourselves it's going to be a fabulous a fabulous workshop Dates are Saturday, July 15th and Sunday, July 16th with some optional activities on Friday evening. Our location is at the Graduate Hotel here in East Lansing, Michigan. And you can learn everything that you need to know at awesomeladieslive.com. There is a payment plan available. And as always, if you have any questions, you can always shoot me an email at hello at theawesomeladiesproject.com. So the last thing that I want to update you with are a couple of things happening inside the Awesome Ladies Project coming up and inside Feminist Scrapbook School. So we have new daily pages challenges each month. They are coming out early each month. We have five-day challenges. They go Monday through Friday. This month's challenge is nature, and that'll be starting on Monday May 8th, and you'll be able to come onto the awesomeladiesproject.com, download the challenge for free anytime this month. You can join in on us doing it live Monday through Friday, the 8th through the 12th, or you can join in anytime this month. It is going to be fantastic. We've had some great participation over the last two months with our challenges, and this has been one of my favorite new things that we've done. Vanessa is the one that comes up with most of the challenges, so... Great job, Vanessa. We are going to be wrapping up Book of Me and our spring semester this month. I can't believe how fast this went. Book of Me has been amazing. It's Book of Me, Find Your Voice. And we have been finding our voices and creating our storyteller personas. And the class will be up as a self-paced class after we're done in the spring semester. So you can catch it anytime at all that you want inside Feminist Scrapbook School. And we will be headed to our summer schedule in June, which is going to have self-paced summer school activities for people to do all summer long and some really fun stuff, including some some fun classes like the kind that I liked to go to when I was in summer school. We always did fun summer school classes like tech and cooking. And so I want to do some fun little like one-off classes, uh, definitely some Canva stuff. So I'm excited to have those during our Feminist Strapbook School summer session, which will start in June. Last thing I'm going to tell you about, which is far off, but I really want to hype up because I'm super excited, is the Awesome Ladies Project Virtual Scrapbook Festival. It will be happening after Awesome Ladies Live in August. Awesome Ladies Live is happening in, in the middle of July. ALP Virtual Scrapbook Festival will be happening at the end-ish of August. Second half of August. It's going to be so awesome. Vanessa's very excited. Um, You guys can feel free to talk during this point. Don't worry. Um, Yeah. ALP Virtual Scrapbook Festival is going to be amazing. The end of August. It will be uh, a great event. We're going to have some some great fun. And I hope that we all look forward to that. One last thing. Carrie and Vanessa do the book club over at the Awesome Ladies Project. So you guys should come over and hang out and do book club with Carrie and Vanessa. What is the May book for book club? Michelle Obama's Becoming. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. 
All right. You guys can pick up. And that up... will be the last Saturday of the month. Yeah. You can come and pick up the book, read as much of it as you'd like. And we have a Zoom chat at the end of the month with Carrie and Vanessa. And the awesome ladies. And the awesome ladies. Yes. All right. So we are here for the currently list portion of the show. I'm going to go right in order. I'm going to ask Carrie and then I'm going to ask Vanessa. So Carrie, what are you currently watching? I am watching Ted Lasso season three and the Big Door Prize, which is a fun, interesting show. And uh, last week, last week tonight with John Oliver is a staple as well. Nice. Very nice. Vanessa, what are you currently watching? I just finished The Mandalorian. Very nice. Season. And I'm watching the last season of Working Moms. Cool. Netflix. Yeah, we're watching The Diplomat on Netflix, which mm. has been very fun as well. I want to watch that. Carrie, what are you currently reading? Oh, all the romance books, as usual. I just finished a three-part series that actually Vanessa told me to read. And I like inhaled the books, three books in three days. It was pretty cool. And they were very fun. Lots of um, uh, neurodiverse representation and um, fun storylines. So is this, everybody is gets this... their happy ending. No. So this is not the story that you recommended to me. No, this is different. That one won't be out till October. Sorry. I jumped the gun telling you about that. What are they? The first one's called Yes, and I Love You. Mm -hmm. And it's, I can't remember the other two. He has Tourette's syndrome and he has ADHD and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And who's the author? Ronnie Lauren. Ronnie Lauren. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Awesome. Okay, cool. So, Vanessa, what are you currently reading? <laughs> I'm reading, I think this has like a five book story. I'm on number two. It's called Against dark tides uh it's a romantic fantasy pirate adventure oh that's fantastic i love <laughs> it <pretty> cool. <laughs> oh that's that's delightful uh carrie what are you currently listening to i'm listening to the popcast um which is a fun pop culture podcast um they're like snarky and southern and they go on rants it's very fun and um the ALP stuff, the um, audio recordings of the office hours and stuff like that. So, Oh, yeah. Our I private always, podcast. Yes, the private podcast. I always get those in because I love those. I'm glad. Uh, Vanessa, what are you currently listening to? I'm listening to uh, the audiobook Becoming by Michelle Obama for our book club. Yeah, do you guys want to tell everybody about book club real quick? Carrie? Oh, book club. Um, book club is the light of my life. It is once a month. We read a book and talk about it at the end of the month. We sat down, um, uh, Vanessa is my co-host, and, and we sat down at the beginning of the year and we picked out 12 really good books, tried to do a mix of genres, a mix of heavy and light, a mix of memoirs, nonfiction, you know, that type of thing. So I'm really proud of all the ones that we came up with. I our book too. list. Your book list is amazing. Thank you. Um, our book list is at the top of the 
Book Lovers Forum. It's pinned there along with the link for where you can get to our discussion on the last Saturday of the month. And this month is Becoming by Michelle Obama. And I have heard excellent things about it in audio. So, I mean, her voice is, is you know, Mrs. O excellent. is like, just, yeah, I love her. Like, uh, why yeah, would awesome. you not want to have a one-on-one conversation with her? I mean, I know, you know. I am having one with her all day long as I'm listening to the audiobook. We are close, very close right now. <laughs> that is, that's so fabulous. Yeah, so Carrie and Vanessa run the AOP book club and you can find out more about all the books at the Book Lovers Forum on the ALP app or on the website. Carrie, what are you currently making? Oh my gosh, so many messes, so many piles. Um, I am feeling excited about National Scrapbook Day. And so I have drug out stuff and I'm sorting and putting kits together and just generally loving all of my stuff. Um, but not really too much making per se. <laughs> That's totally so. allowed. Vanessa, how about you? What are you currently making? I'm making, I'm getting ready for daily pages challenge next week. So I'm working on that and book of me. Yeah. There's always a lesson for book of me. There's always something to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about, uh, this month's daily pages challenge. It's nature. I have like, I think I have a stamp set that goes with each one of the prompts. So I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm just so excited to stamp. Um, it's going to be fantastic. All right. Uh, Carrie, what are you currently feeling? Excited about National Scrapbook Day. I am feeling uh, bored with work and um, overwhelmed with like kind of just the messy stuff yeah i love it vanessa how what are you currently feeling i am okay ish i'm feeling a little bit sad because next week is the anniversary of my dad passing so i'm starting to feel all those feelings again a little bit more intense um i'm tired but it's the end of the school year so i yeah. am feel the exhaustion yeah yeah i'm exhausted <laughs> so um it's it's kind of like when you know something is at the end and you need it to be yep. over. So that it's like oh, I'm counting the days on my calendar. So I'm I'm tired. <laughs> I totally get that. I totally totally do. Uh, Carrie, what are you currently planning? I am planning to get a housekeeper. I am planning on a birthday trip next month to go visit my mother-in-law and one of my friends that lives over in tri-cities then a little bit farther out is awesome ladies live in july i am so it keeps, excited it keeps getting closer and i have I to stop <laughs> i'm so excited it. vanessa what are you currently planning uh my summer vacation i don't work over the summer thank goodness and so i like to plan different things you know to do with the kids so just kind of finding a couple of trips uh with them and just kind of daily stuff around here i love it carrie finally what are you loving oh gosh so many things spring is springing everywhere we have a bunch of little purple flowers all over our yard that are i have no idea where they came from but they're cool and my husband my pets feeling in a good spot right now you know that comes and goes and you guys, of course. 
the ALP. Me too. Always top of my list for loving. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Vanessa, what are you currently loving? I'm, I'm loving that it's the end of the school year. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm also loving my closet in my office. I finally organized it. I've been here for six years and I've been wanting to put shelves and I finally did it last week. <laughs> so yes. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that I was able to lift and get from off my, the floor. Yeah. That's like my feeling. office is bigger now. It's, it's so, so nice when you finally get like that thing that you've known always needs to be somewhere. And it's not like the shelves are a mess. It's, I try to keep it decent. Yeah. You know, but um, so I'm so excited. I keep looking. I was like, wow, like I, it, it feels organized. Don't know how long it's going to last. <laughs> but then it'll be easier to reorganize in the future. That's hope. Thank you. <laughs> you are absolutely welcome. Thank you guys so much for Currently List. And if you want to find out more about Currently List and the free download and what we do uh, on the show, you can go to theawesomeladiesproject.com slash currently and get a free Currently List journaling card and all learn about all the different currently things in the shop and about our Currently List journaling challenge. All right. Thank you guys so much for being here. You are all, you are just both wonderful and amazing. And I cannot wait to talk to you again. All right. I'm going to wrap this up. We can say goodbye to everybody. And I hope that everybody has a great rest of their week. And we'll be back next week with some more of the season of scrapbooking. All right. Bye, everybody.